Welcome to Gateway Church Cymru, a church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. We're going to start looking at the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I just want to say, just, uh, just in passing at the start of the service, say, that as I was studying for these group of, of messages, it was interesting that there weren't, uh, there wasn't a lot of information actually online uh, regarding the gifts of the Spirit. It, it isn't taught very much in churches today, and you know it was something that, that sort of concerned me a little bit. So I had a chat with my dad about it, and uh, my dad said, you know, the the reason for it, the reason why there isn't a lot of teaching on these sort of things and on these deep truths. It's because the enemy doesn't want the church to grip these truths or to hear these truths. Because the enemy knows that if we understand the power of God that is available to us, then he knows that he is done for. He's already lost. But, you know, his power over our lives, his control of our lives, it has been broken on the cross. But he knows that if the church really grips and takes a hold of the power of the Holy Spirit and begins to open itself up to the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit, then he knows that his, his kingdom is going to be driven back even further and the kingdom of God is going to advance. And so uh, this morning, you know, I, I believe and I pray that we would open up our hearts to this message, that we'd open up our hearts to these group of messages because I believe it's the Lord's heart for us to, to understand about the Holy Spirit, about what he does, his work within our lives, is the fruit of the Spirit, as we've learned about, and also the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you study church history you'll find out that the church was born in power. The church wasn't born just a, as a group of, of people who just decided to get together and hold some nice meetings and sing some songs. But the church was born in power. It was born in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the church continued to move in that power. And it continued to move in the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit in and through the people of God. The miraculous was the norm. Salvation was the norm. People lives being transformed on a daily basis was the norm there were things happening in the early church in that church as it began that couldn't be explained things that wasn't natural things that wasn't that could never have happened through natural people for example we see that god used fishermen to begin preaching about the kingdom of god he used ordinary people failures these people who were outcast these people who, who nobody looked at he used these people to go and change and transform the world. This was unexpected to, to perform miracles and sign the signs and wonders in the name of our God. You know, these fishermen weren't trained, but yet God empowered them by the, his spirit and they turned this world upside down. A group of 120 believers, people who were outcasts, but yet this world was transformed by the message of Christ and the power of Christ within their hearts and lives. And you know this came about because Jesus had promised them Jesus had promised them, he said, when I leave, the Holy Spirit is going to come and he's going to give you power from on high. Power to be my witnesses wherever I send you. Now the Holy Spirit, he is known as the gift, as the gift. He is the gift. Jesus said that if you be an evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So the Holy Spirit is the gift that God has given us. He has given us the Holy Spirit who has come to live in us. And when we, when we repent of our sins, when we surrender our life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes in 
and lives inside of us. He, he is the one who convicts us of our sin and he's the one who, open, who helps us to receive the message of Christ and he's the one who enables us to be born again. We are born again of the spirit of God and you know it says in Romans that now our spirits cry out and testify, Abba, Father, that we belong to Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit who does that in our lives. But you know there's another work of the Holy Spirit which is separate to salvation. Yes, the Holy Spirit lives in us but there's another experience as we, as we began to study and that is the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is all to do with the power of God. Not only are we saved, not only do we belong to God, but God wants to empower us to live the Christian life and to be witnesses for him. And so that's why the Holy Spirit has been given, not only to, to convict us of our sin, to confirm that we now belong to Jesus, but he has also come to empower us to live this Christian life, to transform our world for the glory and honor of God. And that was God's intention from the, from the very beginning. That once the Holy Spirit had come, he would work amongst the people of God. And he would work by, by his fruit being uh, brought forth in our lives. That he, his evidence of his work is the fruit of the Spirit in our lives as we learn. But God sent him to give us gifts, to empower us, to live this Christian life. And as I've said, this happens when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came to give gifts to God's people. And I want to say that he came not to give gifts just to, to those who were in church leadership or those who were serving in different areas. He came to give gifts to every single believer. Anyone who is open to the Holy Spirit in their hearts and lives, he has come to give gifts to each and every believer. Why? So that we would fulfill God's purpose in this world that we would fulfill God's purpose for our lives so that the church would be strengthened. That's why the gifts of the Spirit have been given, so that the church would be strengthened, that we would discover God's purpose so that we would be made stronger and that we would be a real witness to this world, that we would be an effective witness to this world. So the gifts of the Holy Spirit are God's way, are God's ordained way of making the church strong. That's why the gifts of the Spirit have given is to make the church strong, to make us as the people of God, not the building strong, to make us as the people of God strong in our God. That's why the gifts of the Spirit have been given. You know, there's no other way to make the church strong. There is no other way to make the church strong. Talent, money, technology, all these things are great and they can be used. I'm not disputing that. But the church is a spiritual organism. It's not a man-made organism. It's not an organization that's come up by man. It's God's plan. It's God's heart. It's his place. And the church can only be grown in spiritual ways, not in natural ways. If we try to grow the church in a natural way, we will fall, we will stumble, and these doors will be closed in the next five to ten years. We can go on for so long in our own strength, but at the end of the day, it'll never work. The church is a spiritual organism. And we need the spiritual gifts of God. We need the spiritual power of God in for us to, to grow and to become all that God has for us. And I know that's what the enemy wants to stop the church becoming and realizing that we are a spiritual organism, that we're a spiritual people. The enemy will do anything he can to, to make us forget that we actually belong to God and that, that we strengthen through spiritual means, not through natural means. You know, the church is not a business church is not a business and unfortunately in our time and in our generation we see in many churches run like a business but the church is not a business the church is God's spiritual organism 
You know, the Apostle Paul, more than anybody else, he realized this. And he, he wrote in his letters time and time again, reminding believers that we're a spiritual people, that we belong to a supernatural God who works in and through his people in supernatural ways. And the Apostle Paul was the one who talks about in his letters about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit or the charismata as they are known in the Greek. The charismata, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, in the singular, the Greek is charisma, is charisma where we get the word charismatic or charisma. But the plural in the Greek is charismata. And that means the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So the people who believe in the Holy Spirit, we who believe in the Holy Spirit, who believe that, the Spirit, that, that God still does supernatural things, we've been labeled as charismatic people, as charismatic churches. What does that mean? It means that simply we believe that God today still moves by His Spirit, that God is alive, and that He distributes His gift to His children and to His people. Now, there is another branch to this. Uh, and a, a lot of churches are called charismatic churches, but they believe more and more you know, in the Holy Spirit. They, they go a bit too far, to be honest, in the Holy Spirit. They believe, some of these churches believe that the Holy Spirit is the center of things and not Jesus. We believe, we are a charismatic people. We believe that the Holy Spirit works today in and through our lives. But we don't believe that the Holy Spirit is the center of all things. We believe that Jesus is the center. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And he is the one who has sent the Holy Spirit to move in and through the body of Christ to bring glory and honor to Jesus. So the main teaching of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, where we can find the gifts of the Holy Spirit, is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, in many other, you can read it in the New Testament, there are other places where the gifts of God are, are spoken about in the Bible, where God gifts people and, and gives us gifts to, to build the body of Christ. But this is the main place where we find out about the gifts of of the Holy Spirit. So 1 Corinthians, if you've got a Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to read from verse 1 to 11. It's on the screen behind us as well. But let's see what, what Paul teaches about the Holy Spirit, about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 to 11. It says, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or another, you were influenced and led astray by mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know, that, uh, to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working. But in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given the Spirit, a me, uh, there is one given through the message, uh, through the Spirit, a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of, the, of one and the same spirit. He distributes them to each one just as he determines. Now we see here that Paul, who was writing to the church in Corinth, where the, most of these believers were Gentiles. Some of them were Jew, Jewish believers. Some of them had a Jewish background. 
but most of them were Gentiles. And a lot of these believers, they were once pagans. They worshipped idols. They worshipped other gods. As we see there in verse 2, he says, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that you were pagans. Somehow or another, you were influenced and led astray to meet idols. He says that, yeah, you used to once follow these, worship, these other idols. You used to worship these idols. But now I want you to realize, now that you belong to Jesus, I want you to discover that you can be led by another. You can be led by the Holy Spirit who will lead you into all truth. Notice here that Paul, he is talking about the Holy Spirit himself, the gift of the Spirit. He is the one who has been sent. And now he's going to dive into the gifts of the Spirit. He, said, he was talking here that these people, these, these Gentiles, they'd once been led by these mute idols. And these idols had led them to do some evil things. But now the Holy Spirit had come to give them gifts, to lead them into all that God had for them. He was saying here to the, to the believers of the Holy Spirit, he is a God who, who leads you. He is the God who guides you. He's the one who will direct your path into, into the best plan for your life, into all good. He is the one who will lead you in those ways. So that's what he's trying to tell them. And we see something else in verse 3. He instructs them. He says, therefore, I want you to know that anyone who's speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the same Holy Spirit. We see that the Paul is teaching something that actually is very significant here. That the Holy Spirit has everything to do with Jesus. He has everything to do with Jesus. Nobody who says that, that uh, says that, that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God can say that Jesus is cursed. And we can only say that Jesus is Lord by the Holy Spirit. We only recognize through the Spirit's work in our lives that Jesus is Lord. Notice here that, Jesus, that the Holy Spirit was sent to glorify Jesus. That's why the Holy Spirit was sent, to glorify Jesus, not to glorify himself. You know, there is no Holy Spirit gospel. There's only the Jesus gospel. The gospel is all about Christ, the work of Christ, the power of Christ within our lives, what Jesus has done in our lives. And the Holy Spirit is the one who testifies of Jesus. He is the one who brings glory and honor to Jesus. He leads us to Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit does. His work is all about bringing glory and honor to Jesus. You know, one way to test if the Holy Spirit is moving within a meeting, if God is moving in a meeting, is to see if Jesus is being glorified. You know, if I'm being glorified, then there won't be, we won't sense the Holy Spirit being in this meeting. If myself or Paul or the worship team or anybody else who's leading in the service is being lifted up more than Jesus, you can guarantee that the Holy Spirit is not going to be in that place. He is not in any place where man is glorified. The Holy Spirit will come when we begin to worship Jesus, where Jesus is glorified, where men are hidden and Christ is exalted. That's when we will see the work of the Holy Spirit within our midst. And so I want to encourage us as a, ch as a church, that we as a church, to open up our hearts, to begin glorifying Jesus, to lift up Jesus, to worship Jesus, to give thanks to Jesus, because we know that when he is lifted up, that's when we will sense the presence of God in, the, in our midst. That's when lives are transformed, when Jesus is exalted. Not when any man or anything else is exalted, but when Jesus is exalted. And when we begin to do that, the Holy Spirit will say, right, now I can come. Now I can work amongst you. I'm here to glorify Jesus. I'm here to point up Jesus. That's the work of the Holy Spirit within our lives. You know, it doesn't matter if people are singing extremely loud. 
It doesn't matter if people are running around, if people are falling over, if people are even speaking in tongues or doing all these crazy things. If Jesus is, is not exalted, then the Holy Spirit won't be there. If it, anything else to draw attention to ourselves, then God is not going to be at work. But we can see who the Paul was saying, well, the Holy Spirit's work, it's all about Jesus. It is all about Jesus, pointing people to Jesus. You know, like I said, that's why some churches have, have been led astray. Some churches think it's all about the work of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's become central. But we need to realize as a church that this church is all about Jesus. We as a people, we hear because of Jesus. We hear to glorify Jesus. We hear to point people to Jesus. That's why we're here. And we know that when we do that, then the Holy Spirit can come. He can work in our midst. He is all about pointing people to Jesus. That is his ministry. Paul goes on to say then in verse 4 to 6, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Paul goes on to say that there are lots of gifts, there are, there are many gifts that the Holy Spirit will distribute, but it is only one Spirit. There's no other spirits. We believe that there's only one Spirit. There's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is co-equal with God. He is God himself. There is one Spirit who gives all of these gifts. It's not different spirits who give a gift of faith and then there's another spirit who gives a gift of healing. There is one spirit and that is the Holy Spirit who will di distribute those gifts to the people of God. There's only one spirit and that means he has given us all these different gifts. We can move in all these different ways but God has given these gifts. But it's interesting, not every one of us will move in the same way, in the gifts of the spirit in the, in the same way. He has given different gifts to different people, as the Bible says there. Yet some people, you might notice, some people might be used more and more in the gifts of, of speaking in tongues or giving a message in tongues, and then others will be used more in, in the gifts of interpretation and, and all these things. The Spirit gives gifts to different people, but we need to realize that it's the same Spirit who gives them. There are different gifts given to different people. Now, how many gifts are there? How many gifts does the Holy Spirit give to strengthen the church, to build up the church? Well, there are nine gifts, nine gifts. There are nine gifts that the Holy Spirit gives. And we, we can kind of categorize those. There's three gifts of revelation. There are three gifts of power and three gifts of inspiration. Three gifts of revelation, three gifts of power, three gifts of inspiration. But it's the same Spirit who distributes them. It's one Spirit who gives them all. It's the Holy Spirit who gives those gifts to us. I know all of these gifts. Each one of those gifts are needed today. They're needed in the church today. We need the gifts of the Spirit more and more in our, our church today. And you know, I can say it on a general level. Yeah, we need the, the gifts of the Spirit in, in, throughout the church globally. We can say that. But I believe with all my heart, we need the gifts of the Spirit in this church. At work amongst us, we need every single one of those gifts. We need each and one of those gifts for the church today to build up the church. There's another lesson that we, that we can see here in verse 7 it says, Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Uh, for the common good. Those gifts, the gifts of the Spirit are given for the common good. And I believe this is why many people close themselves off maybe to the Holy Spirit and to the gifts of the Spirit. And why many people don't pursue the gifts of the Spirit. The reason is because the gifts of the Spirit have been given not to make our, us look good, 
Not so that we could boast and say, look how holy I am. Look how, how close I am to God. They haven't been given for that. The gifts of the Spirit have been given to glorify Jesus first and foremost, but for the common good, to help other people. That's why the gifts of the Spirit have been given, to encourage other believers, to help other believers. It's not to show off. The gifts of the Spirit are never given to, so that we could show off and say, look how holy I am, look how great I am. The gifts of the Spirit are given for the common good, so that others would be blessed, so that others would be lifted up, that others would be encouraged. That's why the gifts of the Spirit have been given. And so if you want to move in the gifts of the Spirit, if you want to see the gifts of the Spirit being poured out into your life, then you've got to pray, Lord, pour out your gifts for me so that I can be a blessing to others, so that I can encourage somebody else. That is why the gifts of the Spirit have been given to help somebody else, to encourage others. That's why they have been given. You know, the gifts of the Spirit as well, they're not given to pull down others, to criticize others, to judge other people. There is only one judge, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not called to judge other people. He will judge all people. The gifts of the Spirit haven't been come to judge other people and say, look, you're in the wrong here. Get your life right. Get your life sorted. That's not why the gifts have been given. But we read here, it is for the common good. And we, we can see here that the gifts of the Spirit have been given for the building up of the church. Not to pull down, to build up, to encourage. That is what our God, thank God that we belong to a God who longs to encourage and for us to be built up into love. That is the God in whom we serve. The gifts of the Spirit have been given to edify, to exhort, to comfort, to encourage. That's why they're given. It's not to judge other people and say, look, you need to get this right. It's to say, look, I, I, I believe the Lord has given me this word for you so that you might go on in God, so that you might keep pressing on to God so, because God's got a plan and purpose for us. That is why the gifts have been given, to edify, to comfort. How is it? Some people need comfort. Some believers need comfort. And, and you know, that's why they've been given, to encourage, to build up, to exhort. That's why the gifts of, of the Spirit have been given. And we're going to see one final lesson we can learn from this passage of Scripture of why the, Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit have been given. It says there in verse 11, All these things work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He gives order. We learn here, yes, that some people, uh, as they begin to open up their lives to God, they tend to be used in more in one way of the gifts of the Spirit. They've opened up their life and God would use them time and time again, maybe in interpreters in tongues or, or maybe the gift of healing. But also we see here that it's the Holy Spirit who determines who has those gifts. And we need to realize that those gifts can be given at any time, anywhere, to any person. So, you know, for example, you know, maybe God uses you uh, in the gift of prophecy. Maybe you use the God using you in the gift of prophecy or but maybe there comes a circumstance where somebody needs a he a healing. And maybe as you open up yourself to God, maybe at that moment God wants to use you to heal, you know, to, to heal somebody. So he give you the gift of healing. You know, God might use you in one way or another, but, but it is as he determines. It's as he determines. So yes, some people can be used uh, and God gifts us in, in different ways. And some people might move in a certain gift more often than not. But that doesn't mean we can be, we are limited to, to that gift. The Holy Spirit can give each one of those nine gifts as he determines, as long as we're open and, and available to him. You know, we can, all of us can be used in any one of those nine gifts at any time. It says he 
determines. And that's the key verse there. The verse I'm learning is as he determines. God can use each and every one of us in any one of those ways. It's as he wills. So I want to encourage us this morning as we come to a conclusion of this introduction about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to start diving into each one of those gifts. And we're going to start learning about each one of those, those nine different gifts. But, you know, as we come to a conclusion today, you might say, oh, this sounds great. And I, 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 that's fantastic about the gift of the Spirit, about building up the church. That's why we've been given in that. But, and you might say this morning, I want to be used by the gift. I want to receive those gifts. I want to be used in those gifts of the Holy Spirit. But you might say, how can I be used in those gifts? Well, we need to realize, first of all, we can't earn those gifts. It's not about, about becoming a better Christian. The Bible says that we are to open up ourselves to the Lord. Make ourselves available to the Lord and start seeking the Lord. You want to be used in those gifts and start seeking the Lord and asking him in prayer. Say, Lord, can you just use me in this gift? Lord, I want, I'd love to, to move in this gift for the glory and honor of your name, to bless others. Lord, use me in the gift of, of speaking in tongues. Use me in the gift of interpretation. Use me in the gift of faith or in the gift of healing. As we begin to open up our lives and call upon God, then God will begin to use us in those gifts. All God is looking for is an available and hungry heart. That's all he's looking for. Somebody who's open, who's available to him. And God can begin to use you in each one of those gifts for his glory and for his honor. You know, you might, it might not happen straight away. As I start praying, it might not happen. You might not be used in one of those gifts straight away. It might happen straight away. It says the Spirit determines. It could happen immediately. But I want to encourage you to believe the Lord the, 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 and to ask the Lord to fill you and to give you and use you in those gifts for his glory and for his honor. And you know, as I've said, we need those gifts today. And it's not just so that we would be encouraged with those gifts, it's also so that we would be a testimony to this world that, that our God is alive, that our God is moving, that Jesus is real, that he can impact and transform lives. It's a witness to other people that God is moving. You know, the church today, we desperately need the Holy Spirit. And we need his power, we need those gifts to be in operation within our church so that the church would be built up. And that ultimately that Jesus will be glorified. So today, at the start of this message, just I want to encourage you as we begin to look at these gifts. I want to encourage you over the next few weeks to open up yourselves to the Lord and ask him to begin to use you in each one of those gifts. So that others would be encouraged, the church would be built up, and that Jesus would be exalted. Amen. Shall we pray? Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you that he is the one who has convicted us of our sin, who has shown us our sin, Lord, and he is the one who has led us to you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for his work within our lives, Lord. We thank you didn't leave us on our own, but that he has come to help us to live this Christian life and to empower us to be effective witnesses for you. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for the gifts of the Spirit. Lord, and we do pray that these gifts would be in operation more and more over the days and the weeks to come, Lord. Within our midst, within our congregation, I pray, Lord, Lord, I pray that you would, Lord, I, I open up my heart to you and I pray, would you use me, Lord? Would you use us as a church so that we would see the church built up, that we would see believers encouraged, that we would see your name glorified, Lord. Lord, that others would come to know you, Jesus. That is our heart. So, Lord, we make ourselves available to you, Lord. And we pray, would you pour in your gifts to us, Lord, so that we might see you exalted and you lifted up and your church built. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' mighty name.
Thanks again for listening to this podcast. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe. And check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Gateway and to connect with us, go to gatewaychurchcumry.co.uk. Have a great day.